welcome to Lawyers Who Lead, a podcast that challenges the notion that the law lags behind. I'm your host, Seagal Barnes. Each week, I invite a lawyer who's making powerful changes through extraordinary leadership. In each episode, we'll travel through another lawyer's life, identify what they do best, and then devise how to apply these concepts to your own world. So let's get to it. Welcome to Lawyers Who Lead. I'm your host, Seagal Barnes. Lawyers Who Lead was back on the road again this week, podcasting in person at ABA Tech Show in Chicago, Illinois. For anyone not familiar, Tech Show is a three-day event where lawyers, legal professionals, and technology all come together. On the ground at Tech Show is a very special guest host, Lawline Program Attorney Callie Franks. While I'll be returning to host our regular episodes next week, I'm sure you'll find great value in Callie's hosting and the rich content of these interviews. So without further ado, let's welcome Guy Sekalakis, president of AttorneySync and an organization specializing in helping law firms grow profitably with digital marketing. Guy has been helping law firm leaders exceed their business objectives with digital media for over 15 years. He is a Google certified partner, a Moz local trusted provider, an Avo SEO partner company, and a contributor to the Moz local search engine ranking factor survey. Guy is passionate about connecting people with the right legal services and creating long-lasting relationships. Let's dive into the interview recorded at ABA Tech Show right now. Hey, Guy, thanks for joining us. Kelly, so good to be here, and thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I just love this exhibit floor of the Tech Show, the energy, the buzz. Very excited to be here, very excited to have you. Our listeners just heard your bio. I would like to hear a little bit more about, in your words, how you got to your legal role and what that journey's looked like for you. Sure. So I started out actually, I'll go way back. I was a computer science major. This is late 90s. And in the middle of computer science study, I was like, I don't want to be a coder. And this is before the internet was super cool. I was coding in C and stuff. And I was just like, this isn't for me. I don't want to sit in a dark room and write code all day. And so I was like, all right, I got to find a new major. And so I went with the most practical major you can think of, philosophy. Now, I don't regret a second of my philosophy studies because I love philosophy but not a huge market for philosophers. And so I went to law school and was probably overly enamored by law and order and going to court. I raised my hand for motion call every time, opportunity, loved taking depositions. I had, was very grateful to my mentor and uh, the firm I was with. They threw me baptism by fire. I got to sit on, in on trials my first year. And then a friend of mine approached me and was like, hey, you know, we've been, been working at this other tech company. We're doing marketing for at-home services. I started talking to lawyers. Lawyers were like, I don't think people are going to use the internet to hire lawyers. I was like, I don't know if that's true. And so we founded a company basically to say, we think that people are going to use the internet to hire lawyers. And so that's what we do. We help lawyers put their best foot forward online. So we have websites, search marketing, media management, and uh, been doing that since 2008. So full circle moment from the computer science days. Seems like many lifetimes ago. And I shouldn't knock, I mean, we're here and there's all this awesome tech going on. And these are all, these are developers. These are people building the future of tech. And so, um, you know, in some ways it's like, if I just stayed on that path, maybe I would be building some really cool tech, but instead I'm just helping lawyers navigate how to use some of it. Yeah, just, yeah. just helping the lawyers. It. What is your favorite thing about Tech Show? You've been coming here for a few years now, speaking for a few years now. What is your favorite part? What keeps you coming back for more? So it's all about the people. And I've, I've been very fortunate to, I think it was either 2011 or 2012 was my first year. So it's like four years after I founded the company. And the community here, just very embracing. I always encourage people, I'm like, if you're 
you're looking for community, tech shows a great place to start. Lots of lawyers that are forward thinking on tech, the tech vendors, the experts, but it's all about the people. Another thing I like about tech show in particular, especially there's been a proliferation of legal conferences and no knock on them. Some of them are user conferences. Some of them are marketing opportunities for other lawyers and whatnot. But tech show is like platform agnostic. It's not for any particular user. It's not for any particular tech use case. And so you really get the panoply of all the different tech that serves legal. And the other thing that I really like is that tech show really has a reputation, has made a commitment that the, the sessions, they're not just pitches from the stage, right? And so I think they really recognize the dynamic of, look, we got to get people excited about the tech, get people on the expo hall floor because the vendors play such a crucial role in the being able to hold the conference. But also when it's time to like get CLE credit or it's time to do learning, that we're actually getting knowledge from people who know how to use this tech or the builders of the tech itself. I know that AI is a hot topic here at the tech show. Oh, yeah. Anything different this year than what you've seen in years past? Not just tech show, but you can't go anywhere without talking about AI. And so that's been the hot conversation. My thing about the AI is, and in fact, I'm speaking with Joshua Lennon on using AI for client communication, some other applications. And look, this is brand new stuff. And lawyers, rightfully so, are excited about the opportunity. But we're still lawyers and we've got ethical obligations. And so with any new emerging tech, I remember of tech shows of years past where lawyers were like, very concerned about the cloud, right? You can't be on the cloud. I need on-premises software and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, we're, we're kind of in that cycle with AI where we're like, we're excited about it. It's going to unlock a lot of value, but let's go about this the right way, understand how the technology works, and then start to deploy it in ways that are still protecting our clients, protecting confidences, and all of our other ethical obligations. But I think we're at one of those really pivotal change times from a technology standpoint. This stuff is not just hype. When talking to Ben Shore, who's at Microsoft, looking at what Copilot can do, looking with some of the other platforms here, that they're how they're incorporating it, it's really going to be a game changer, both from the lawyer's experience, but also for the way that we deliver legal services to clients. So it's a very exciting time. Yeah, and you mentioned that you're speaking at Tech Show this year. Your sessions, how to ethically and effectively use generative AI and client communication and beyond, and Google Business Profile Workshop, optimizing your business profile. Tell us a little bit about each of those programs and maybe like a highlight or two from each of those. Sure, so the uh, the first, I did a uh, workshop with Allison Joes on Google Business Profile optimization. optimization. And you know, I, I tell people, I'm like, no matter how somebody hears about you, it might be a word of mouth referral, it might be a family member or other professional, People are going to go online and look you up. And for a lot of those searches, they're going to be on Google, right? It's still Google, even, you know, maybe they're some, everybody's talking about how Google's getting disrupted. People are still using Google today. And so Google Business Profiles is basically this free tool from Google that allows you to uh, position your firm, provide contact information, frequently asked questions. Uh, it's going to show up very prominently for searches on your name, searches on your firm name. And then, of course, for non-branded search, what marketers would say, like things like Divorce Lawyer Chicago, uh, they show the local pack listings that are powered by Google Business Profiles. And so uh, I tell folks, I'm like, if you do nothing else on the Internet, at least claim and verify, make sure your Google Business Profile is uh, accurate because people are going to use that to make decisions of whether to contact and hire you. And it's going to form some impression in their mind. And then the next talk, the uh, generative AI in client communications and beyond, the real focus here is, look, let's be mindful about how we start 
using this stuff. We've all seen the headlines of lawyers who are sending fake cases to the judge, and you've got obligations here. And if you sign your name on the bottom line and you used AI, you're responsible for the content of that. Now, it's interesting to me because I'm like, if you sign your name on something a human being wrote and you send that to court, you're responsible for that too. Somehow we have this misplaced trust in that these AIs are going to be like way smarter than us or something. But it is remarkable how fast they're getting better. And so I anticipate we're going to see more and more applications and more and more usage, whether it's uh, client communications. I'm really excited about the potential that it has for being able to query your firm data. So to be able to say, show me all of the places that we talked about this topic across depositions, briefs, that kind of thing. I think analyzing, you know, I'm a marketing person, so I think analyzing intake and how your pipeline's flowing and like where you might have bottlenecks in terms of how you're doing intake. That stuff's really exciting because that's the thing the AI can really do is is identify those, recognize those patterns in a much more efficient and effective way than if you had to pour over all that data yourself. Yeah, I love what you said, the idea of like how quickly things are changing and upgrading. Even being here at the tech show, tomorrow may be a whole different world, right? And I I find that very interesting and insightful, especially being at tech show and looking around as we sit here at all the different legal tech companies that are, as we speak, upgrading their systems. Absolutely, and again, a lot of the states have written in tech competence into their rules of professional conduct. And so, you know, uh, I get it. You didn't go to law school to become an AI expert. You didn't go to law school to become a tech expert. But like every other piece of tech, like there, there comes a point where you're like, you got to have a reasonable understanding of how these tools work because one, clients are going to expect it. And so you have to be able to provide guidance to clients and they're going to want it from an efficiency standpoint. I think that's another really interesting thing uh, that's even maybe beyond tech, but the impact of AI on the business model itself. If you've got AI that's doing, all, that's making things so much more efficient and you're still on the billable hour, what does that mean? How do you find these hours to bill? And then you, add, you couple that with non-lawyer ownership of law firms and it's the wild west out there right now, which I think is also, for those that are listening that have an optimistic mindset, creates a real potential for opportunity for those who are embracing the future, rethinking their business model, understanding how this tech works and, and finding ways to deliver legal services in a much more effective and efficient and great experience for the client's manner. Yeah, for my last question here, I want to ask you, what does it mean to be a leader in legal tech to you? I think it's about the responsibility of being a good shepherd of the technology for the profession. Even though we're here at a technology conference, lawyers play such an important role in our society. And it's really about, it's not about the lawyers, it's about the clients. I do think that while it's not a cure-all, I think tech does play a really important role in improving access to justice. I think it plays a really important role in client experience. And as any leader of any organization in the legal tech space, I think we got to be thinking clients first because otherwise the clients, the market will find an end around, whether it's going around the legal profession altogether or finding, you know, doing it yourself. And so the lawyers who are taking a leadership role in this new future are really embracing that, hey, look, this tech's awesome, but how can we deploy it in a way that improves the experience of our potential clients and our clients and do it in a way that also protects them so that we're not running into issues with breaches of confidence, hallucinations, and issues with the court. So I think there's a, it's, there's a real responsibility there. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time, Guy. We're happy to have had you here and enjoy the rest of your conference. Thanks so much. I really enjoyed our conversation.
Thank you, leaders and future leaders, for listening today. We have a new guest every week, so don't forget to join us next week. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe or follow us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can also follow at Lawyers Who Lead on social. Let's celebrate and continue to build a community of leaders in law together. Lawyers Who Lead is made possible by Lawline, the leading online platform for lawyers who want engaging, relevant CLE and professional growth content. For over 20 years, Lawline has helped hundreds of thousands of attorneys level up by providing award-winning courses in hard-to-find areas and high-demand fields. They have so many courses to choose from that are actually really interesting to listen to and watch. That's why Lawline's rated the highest in the industry with almost five stars and over a thousand verified reviews on Trustpilot. Lawyers Who Lead listeners get $100 off Lawline's unlimited annual subscription, which means you can take as many courses as you want for a really good price. Just visit lawline.com slash podcast to get the special offer. Check out Lawline for the best content for leaders and future leaders in legal.